Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Happy Friday, TGIF. Can't wait for the weekend. Time that we can just relax, spend some time with friends and family. As always, let me know in the comment sections what you're doing over the weekend so I can live vicariously through your much more interesting lives. Joe should be on the way. He was just live on his personal Facebook page. Um, so he should be close. I think he was in the parking lot, so he should be here shortly. Lots to go over today. It is also open line Friday. So call in at 888-441-1121. And that is our number two big topics of the day. What's going on at the border? Absolute chaos and the mask mandate falling apart, more dissent among the ranks, Starting to see a lot of leaks from inside the government admitting that the whole thing seems to be BS. So we'll be talking about that and kind of combining the two because we have Joe Biden who thinks that he can, they're actually studying whether or not they can force all Americans to get vaccinated. We already know that they want to force all federal employees. Biden admitted, we'll play that clip a little bit later. Biden admitted that his administration is looking into whether or not they can have a mandate for Americans. Now, if you think about that, how would they do that? Well, the Supreme Court has previously ruled that the federal government can force you to buy health insurance. Is it that much far off, is that that far off to think that the federal government would be allowed to force you to buy a product and use a product? They think they can. So they're working on that, trying to get that legalese all together finalize that so that they can push that through and it's amazing they are locking down us right they're locking down americans forcing kids to to wear masks in school we'll play another clip i'm just sending it over to mr producer josh right now the surgeon general now advising that parents wear masks around their children inside their own homes not this is this is getting crazy but they're locking us down. They're putting us under these new restrictions. But the illegal aliens, the quote-unquote migrants, who walk through the border, they're not getting forced vaccinations, right? They're not getting forced quarantines. They're not getting locked down. No, they're opening up the border gate for them, waltzing them right in, putting them into a border patrol van, doing the, the minimum necessary processing, and then putting them on a bus to some other place in the state. So the COVID, they're, they're taking COVID deathly serious when it comes to Americans, but not all that serious when it comes to migrants. And we have a clip of one of the other White House spokespeople, not the circle back girl, not Saki, one of the other ones, admitting that they are releasing illegal aliens who are COVID positive into the United States. She admitted this yesterday. She was asked by Peter Ducey, what about this whole this whole kind of conundrum? How are you locking down Americans but releasing illegal aliens who are COVID positive? And this is the response that she gave. Let's play cut number two. 
schools. And last one, just because you talked about this administration having a priority of protecting the American people. Can you help us understand why is it that the federal government is asking vaccinated Americans to wear masks to stop the spread of COVID-19, but at the same time, federal agents are also releasing COVID-19 positive border crossers into small towns in Texas. How is that? Well, let's step back for a second because I, you know, this is okay. very interesting. I'm sure everything is fine. Um, Something I said. <laughs> it could be, but you know, you did laugh at my joke, so maybe that's a reaction to laughing at my joke. Okay, so let's. I, I just want to be very clear here. I do want to answer your question, Peter. Um, uh, first, just to step back and do this 30,000 foot view, um, there's been no change in Title 42. Families and single adults are expelled if possible when apprehended at the southern border. Uh, the majority of apprehensions that we saw at the border in June were, were expelled. Uh, those who can't be expelled or are, or are awaiting processing are often placed in alternative, alternatives to detention programs while their cases are being reviewed. CBP provides migrant with PPE from the moment, from the moment they are taken into custody and migrants are required to keep masks on at all times, including when they are transferred or in the process of being released. If anyone exhibits signs of illness in CBP custody, they are referred to local health systems for appropriate testing, diagnosis, isolation, and treatment. CBP takes it, it, its responsibility to prevent the spread of communicable diseases very, very seriously. We value our partners in local communities whose work is critical to moving- Is the key part when illegal aliens are known to be positive. They're exhibiting boop, boop. symptoms. What's boop boop? I was just making sure. I, I didn't know I was sound. When illegal it. aliens are COVID positive and they're shown to exhibit symptoms, they are not kept in Border Patrol custody. They are, according to the White House, referred to local health centers, health clinics, hospitals, doctors. So they are taking people that they know to be positive and they are putting them in the communities. They're putting them in the communities because you can't refer someone to local health centers if they're staying in your custody, right? That requires their release. And the question is, are they required? Are they released into the hospital? Are they required to stay in a hospital? No, they're not required to quarantine. They're released. They, they're let go. They're dropped at a bus station. And they're given a little note that says, hey, if you want to go get treated for COVID, here's, here's, the, here's the number you can call. And they're just let go. And then they're brought all around the state all around the country. And yeah, there's a nine, there's, they've seen upwards of 900% spikes in COVID in the cities and towns where these people have been released. So Joe, just, we were talking about the lockdowns coming for Americans, but they're literally just releasing COVID positive illegal aliens, the migrants into our communities. Listen, they're not they're not coming. They're not bringing lock ins for lockdowns for that reason. Right. They're bringing lockdowns for a different reason. You want to know what that reason is? What? Because the the genie is out of the bottle when it comes to election integrity issues and the fact that our elections were stolen. That's why. The symposium so that the, the, the word is out on the street that on the 12th of August, they want to lock down America again, that, that, that their goal is to 14 days from the time they came up with that, which was the 29th, which makes it the 12th. They want to lock down our communities in America again. Right. 
that 12th, and this is for the Delta variant, right? The 12th is the last day of the symposium for Mike Lindell, who's offered $5 million for anyone that can prove that what he is showing is not legitimate as it results to the election systems in our country that stole the election in 2020. The packets. The packets, the packets. that they, he has, yeah. And, 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 it's, and so what's happening is we, we have these election guys that are saying, hey, these guys don't know about election uh, machines. They don't have any experience in it. They have experience in technology. So I want to be really clear to everyone that's listening. Election technology is no different than any other technology. It takes a basis of code. That code can be deciphered. It can be broken down. When we talk about packets, packets are information that transfer from one place to the other, right? There's encryption on one side, encryption on the other, and then when they, they connect, there's a key that typically unlocks what that information is. And what Mike Lindell is doing is saying, listen, there's no reason why different places around the world would have access to or be communicating with election uh, polling places. And not just polling places, but the places where the the votes are counted. There's no reason for it. And you can develop code. um, You know, I don't know if you know what this is called root kits, right? You can develop stuff in the code that has stuff that gets activated by people that come into the system. Right. You don't you don't. This isn't a the the votes can be manipulated from one side or the other. You have to understand technology. I don't need to understand one plus one equals two when it comes to voting. I don't I don't need to understand any of that. Right. I don't I I mean, I I, I can't understand that. I don't need to understand the intricacies of, you know, the election system. One plus one will always equal two. You put two votes in those votes. One voted for one, one voted for the other. That that should be what the system does. Very simple. Right. But what we're having is we're having a massive amount of things that are happening all at once, that they're doing small cons and big cons. They're using the technology in order to defraud the American people. And they've been doing it for decades. And the 12th correlates with the end of the symposium, which I think is going to show massive, massive, massive amounts of information that just adds to the already heaping mound of, of evidence that we have that the election was stolen. And, 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 and frankly, they want to take our eyes off of election integrity because they see that it's growing. They can, you can only cap the, I said this before, you can only cap the volcano for so long. And now it's blowing up. <clears throat> and what they're seeing across the board is a rise in temperature. A rise in temperature from people around the nation saying, all right, we're done. We're done. People are recognizing that they're already, it's past the point where you can get somebody on TV and say, we're attacking conservatives. Right. Oh, they're racist. Racist is a dog whistle for every single opportunity that the left goes. Oh, racist. Oh, racist. Oh, they're a bigot. Oh, they hate they, they hate gays. Nobody hates gays. Nobody hates gays. And, and, and racism is not the biggest thing that plagues our nation. The biggest thing that plagues our nation is radical terrorists on the left, the pedophiles, rapists and closet racists that basically are everything they say that they're fighting against. That is the biggest plague to our society right now because it is weakening our community. So I, I don't think it's about that, Max. I think, I think letting 100,000 people into the community like they're doing hundreds of thousands of people into the community, it makes sense because they know that there's no real threat. So yeah, people are getting sick, but people aren't dying disproportionately to the virus. People are dying of the virus. They are. But they're not dying of the virus because they're not dying of the, of the virus because there's this new Delta thing. They're dying of the virus because the virus is making its way around our country. And now they're telling you that the, even the vaccine, vaccinated people, you were a hero, now you're a super spreader. I mean, just think about that. You've got to be one of the dumbest human beings in the planet if you think that our government is telling you the truth now. I mean, you've got to be. And that the left is not just a bunch of liars, pedophiles, and closet racists. I mean, you say what you want. I'm going to stand by it. You're the complicit in the behavior because you're standing with these clowns. 
or you are a part of the problem and you're raping women and children. Sorry. Well, a hundred people, a hundred people in Texas in the last two days that they've reported um, have died from COVID. So yeah, we're not seeing the same numbers that we saw that we saw previously. Yeah. But I mean, there's still a hundred people in the last two days who have died from COVID. And when we know, we we can now see that the spikes are coming from the cities and towns where illegal aliens are being released. Okay. Right. The, the fact that any American could die. I mean, we, we talk about on the show all the time about illegal aliens who hop across the border, drive drunk, crash into someone and kill one person. Right. And, and that is a tragedy and it deserves to be a national story. Right. I don't see any difference between that and an illegal alien coming across COVID positive, the federal government knowing they're COVID positive, releasing them into a community and that person infecting a grandparent, uh, a, a loved one. Right. And, and killing them. Right. It's the same deal. Just because we're not seeing a widespread epidemic of drunk drivers, illegal alien drunk drivers killing anyone, doesn't mean that this isn't like significant. So yeah, D Delta, Delta is real. People in the comment section saying they don't believe Delta is real. Delta is real. It's the Indian strain. That's what they used to call it. And then they decided that they weren't going to go with Indian strain. So they gave it Delta. It does. It is real. It does exist. And it is more contagious than the previous one, but also at the same time, less deadly based on all the stats we've seen. But why are they a, not? Why are they not just giving people ivermectin? Why are they still being resistant to giving people ivermectin, given the massive number of studies that have come out? Massive number of studies. Why aren't they using it? I mean, people are dying in hospitals. You said 100 people died in the last two days. I'd probably yeah, say that 75 of that 100 people are real people that had COVID, and the other 25 are people that had car crashes and everything else because they they keep flamboyantly just creating opportunities out of nowhere to say this is a COVID death, right? So. Let's say we give them the benefit of the doubt and we say Texas that it's... has been pretty good with that, though. Texas has been pretty good with that. OK, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this as an example in Colorado. In Colorado, we lost a FEC member. Um, her funeral was yesterday. Right. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because and just to give her a little bit of a shout out, um, Elizabeth Rodriguez Martinez. She's in uh, she was in the Pikes Peak branch of, of uh, FEC. She wasn't feeling well, went home, laid down and. She passed away, right? Um, she, uh, the, the funeral home basically said that if you uh, say that it was a COVID death, then the uh, FEMA will pay for your funeral. I mean, that's a real thing. And so people saying, hey, listen, I, I, it's a financial strain on my family. Why wouldn't they? But it adds to the statistics. I mean, again, we either we should have a, a, a line driven in the sand, driven in the sand that says either is or it isn't, right? And and if we start talking about what you're talking about, which is open board, opening the borders, having 100,000 people in, we have these big spikes that are happening. Americans are putting at risk. We we don't even know who these people are that are coming across the border and they're being released into these communities. That should be enough to say that we don't we shouldn't be we should close our border. We should lock down our borders, lock it down, lock it down completely. If this truly is a, a, a problem, you would, you would make sure that you did everything to mitigate yeah. the risk to Americans. But now they're not doing that. They're not doing any of that, which means there is no risk to Americans and they're using it to manipulate people. And all you have to do is scratch past the 15-second TikTok video of how you got your information to figure out that they're, they're nothing but a bunch of liars. They're nothing well, but I, a bunch I, of liars. I think, so I, I, I think they understand there's a risk to Americans. I don't think they're, they're, they're dumb. I mean, you can put up my screen, Mr. Producer. These are this is just unaccompanied children 
fiscal year 2021, so October 2020 to June 2021, the far right column. In Colorado, Colorado has accepted 595 unaccompanied children released to their sponsors. Some of the sponsors are real. Some of the sponsors are just fake. They're, they're non-existent family members that they've just been told to tell Border Patrol that's where they want to go. Um, so when you see where, obviously, this is just for unaccompanied children, but the same is true for other migrants, illegal aliens who are captured, apprehended, claiming asylum. It's, it's generally the same kind of trends where they're going, right? So I, I believe that the Biden administration understands that these people are, are COVID positive. They just admitted it. We played the clip. They admitted that they know they're COVID positive and they're referring them to health centers wherever they're being dropped off. I think that they care more about putting as many illegal aliens in the country as possible because they're gearing up to pass an amnesty package, which if it passed, wouldn't wouldn't be backdated. It would apply to any illegal alien in the country at the time it's signed, with the exception of illegal aliens with more than four misdemeanor convictions. So you can have four or fewer misdemeanor convictions on your criminal record and you would qualify. Anyone below that, you would qualify for amnesty as long as you're in the country the minute before it's signed. So I, 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 don't, I don't think that they, that they know it's, it's not real or, or that it's not dangerous. I think they understand it's dangerous, but they would much rather flood the country with potential Democrat voters than care about the risk yeah. that they spread COVID-19. So I actually think that people, that there are more people coming from Mexico or those other areas that are not Democrats, right? They're not. I mean, I, I know that we want Democrat voters and they're more likely to vote for Democrats. And that's because Democrats are muling and creating programs where they can train and, and control them. Right. And with, we know with the Democrats, it's all about control. Right. But I but I do believe that if look, I, I think that we have to start looking at this differently, that that it's not that bringing people in the in the thing is just for one reason, that it's just to create voters. Right. They, they're much more sinister than that. I mean, they're filling their coffers with women and children that they can abuse and exploit. They're doing that. And that's a big, big problem. And, you know, the, the, the thing you said about the unaccompanied minors and you said they're giving them to people that are just made up, these made up names that they're dropping them off to. How many of those people are given to people who are a part of that syndication of or that syndicate that is putting these kids into uh, the sex trade? How many, Max? How many do you think? Don't we know. don't know. We don't know. And and most of the time, the reason why we got here anyway, where they're even we're even entertaining having a conversation about what they've done to the education system is because we don't think the way they think. We don't think in evil terms. And so we're not we don't realize that behind the scenes they're creating all these evil things to destroy our country and, and indoctrinating our kids and creating activists and and, and trying to rise up a, a, a whole group of people that are communists and and socialists so that they could take away opportunity from our children because they're jealous. Because they're jealous, because they don't have they don't have the ability, they don't have the the wherewithal to create opportunity for themselves, and they're evil, and so this just gives them a, kind of another avenue for how they can uh, exploit people in our country. So it's they crazy. expect them to vote Democrat. They yeah, expect they them to vote Democrat because Mexicans are not among <sighs> the people being allowed in. If you're a Mexican national crossing the border illegally, you are immediately deported. This is a this is a clip. We can go ahead go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is a clip of them quite literally opening up the border gates and just letting people walk on through. And notice, I can't speak to what specific nationality many of these people are. Some of them are obviously Hispanic, but among these groups are African nationals. They're African nationals. They're 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 saying that they're they're getting tons of of West Africans crossing the border. So. 
I, I agree with you. If we were to bring in Cubans, I think I don't think we'd have to worry about Cubans voting Democrat because the people who are fleeing socialism know better than to vote for socialism. But the the demographics of the people who are being brought in are not conducive to conservative Republican voting. They right. just aren't. And, and there is a reason that they are being shuttled to different areas around Texas. There's a reason that they are being shuttled to swing states. That's because when this amnesty package passes, if it passes, and we're running a fax blast today, trying to kill it before it's too late. So join that. Link is in the description. They want them there because that amnesty package gives them a pathway to citizenship and a pathway to voting. It, it, it's right there. And and just in case, just in case there's anyone who has any doubts over it, put it on my screen. This is an this is a guest essay that appeared in the New York Times yesterday. There is no good reason you should have to be a citizen to vote. So they're not even pretending anymore. They don't even want to wait for amnesty. They don't even want to wait for citizenship. They well, want non-Americans to vote. Yeah. So I think that this is why I said yesterday that our country's under attack. We're, we're literally have the enemy within our border, right? They, they're using pro pro by proxy big corporations. They're using by proxy big corporations in order to take away your constitutional rights and then saying, oh, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. It's, it's a private company that's doing it. We're not doing it. So they're conspiring together. I, I think that we, we got to stop pretending that we're not in a war, Max. We're in a war right now, and we got to have to make some different sacrifices right now to figure out what we're going to do about it. And I think that the vast majority of the people that are good Americans, that are, that are hard workers, um, do not stand for this radical leftist ideology. And we're going to have to make some, some, some calculated decisions that, hey, we're going to do this right now. And what I mean by that, we're going to stop working. We're going to stop. We're going to shut everything down. Sh shut everything down. We're going to stop paying taxes. We're going to get to the streets by the millions, and we're going to make sure that we stop all of this radical ideology. The system is fundamentally broken. It, is, it has gone all the way back to pre-colonial times. We're talking about a kingdom right now, the fiefdom for these people. And they're, they're taking away opportunity from your kids and grandkids and kids, you know, generations you'll never know. And we just need to stop pretending. Stop pretending that we're not in a war. We're in a war. They're just taking, they're trying to pick us off one by one. They're trying to do things to convince you that you need to go along with critical race theory and everyone's a racist. And, oh, by the way, let's have separate uh, uh, graduations for different types of people. They're dividing the country so that they can conquer it. It's the same thing that happened in 1940, people. This, this is no different. This is the same thing. Quit acting like it's different. It's not different. No, nothing we're dealing with right now is different than Nazi Germany. These people are absolute terrorists. And we need to just pretend. We stop pretending. Stop pretending. We, we keep looking at it going, man, everything's on fire. It's on fire. It's on fire. Oh, my gosh, it's on fire. It's over here. It's on fire. Critical race theory. We walk around trying to put fires out and saying, oh, we got small victories. We don't need small victories. We need big victories. We need big victories. And that's going to take big sacrifice and big commitment and a little bit of courage, God courage, from the people that are listening. And standing together, setting aside your petty differences. But yeah, look, I, I think that we're at that point right now. And they'll, they'll say, right, they'll, everyone, I, I, I told somebody this yesterday, I go, look, they, they know what I'm saying. I promise you right now that these clowns are listening to every word that I say. That, that's why big tech is censoring us. That's, they, don't want, they don't want the truth to get out there. And they certainly don't want someone like me that's standing up saying, hey, listen, this is what you're up against. This is what's truly happening, right? And by the way, we need to stand together. So this is what it looks like when DHS, so we heard that clip from the yeah. beginning of the White House spokesperson saying when they identify people who are COVID positive, they release them to local health systems. 
They they refer them. They don't release them. They 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 don't like force them to go. They just refer them. This is what it looks like. So we, we showed that clip of people walking through the gates, getting into the border patrol van. They get processed, um, and then they get released. This is what it looks like when they get released. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is a group of migrants being released at a bus terminal, where they are being just released to walk right into the bus terminal. Oh look, they all have their masks. Everyone's safe. <laughs> Except for the masks don't work. So they're just being released, going right into a bus terminal. And then they're just going to go wherever they want to go. Right? Some of them might have yeah. to go to a certain city because that's where they have a sponsor. Others, I mean, there's no one controlling where they go. They're releasing them right into bus terminals. I mean, this is – here's the crazy part. <clears throat> if you want to cross the U.S. border right now and you are a, not, a non-citizen and you, and you want to come over here legally – you are not allowed to cross the U.S.-Mexico border or the U.S.-Canada border unless it is for essential travel. So you're not allowed to come here. If you want to just go shopping in the United States, you're not allowed to do it unless you can prove it's essential shopping. So they are placing restrictions on the legal immigration, the legal immigrant, but just like the legal visitors, the legal visas, placing restrictions on them. Even if you're an American, yeah, they're not going to block you from coming back. But if you if you exhibit symptoms, you're not just going to get set. At a, at a bus terminal, it's going to be a little bit more of a process than just getting released to a bus terminal. So if you want to do it legally, come shopping, all these roadblocks are up. No, COVID's bad, COVID's bad, COVID's bad. If you want to do it illegally, oh, they open up the gate for you. Come on right in. Oh, hop right up here in, the, in this little van. We're going to take down your name. Oh, you don't have an ID because you left it. You dropped it on the other side of the gate because you didn't want to be documented. Oh, that's that's convenient. We're just going to call you John Doe. Oh, you have a you have a family member in, in Toledo? Okay, that sounds great. Here's a bus ticket to go to Toledo. Oh, you're COVID positive. Here's a little piece of paper so you can go to the hospital once you get to Toledo. Or you can go to the hospital here in, a, in the city before you get on the bus. Oh, you don't want to do that? Okay, well, have a great day. Go on your bus. They're quite literally spreading... COVID-19 around the country. And as I said, the areas where they're dropping off these migrants have seen upwards of 900% spikes in COVID um, cases. And yeah, sure, the Delta variant isn't as deadly as the previous one, but it's still deadly to people who are significantly at risk. So when you're putting, I mean, the numbers in June were crazy, 188,000 illegal aliens were apprehended by Border Patrol. That's just apprehended. Doesn't include the ones who slipped by and weren't apprehended. Of those, I believe 88, 80, some, around 80,000 were released into communities. 80 plus thousand released. Many of them COVID positive, either symptomatic or asymptomatic. So yeah, there is a significant number of people who are in hospitals right now, on ventilators, unfortunately deceased, who likely got COVID-19 either directly from an illegal alien or from someone who got it from an illegal alien. And the fact that we're just supposed to just sit back and, and put blinders on and not pay attention to this, it, it's insanity. Because we are being locked down. We are being ordered to wear masks. Did you see the Surgeon General yesterday, Joe? Yep. Vivek Murthy? Yeah. Let's, let's play that clip, Mr. Producer. I sent that over to you. It should be uh, cut three or four, whichever one is the Surgeon General. Let's play that clip. This is the Surgeon General instructing vaccinated parents. I want to be absolutely clear here. Vaccinated parents that they should wear masks inside their homes around their kids. This is cut four. Let's play. Uh, for example, if you happen to have a lot of interaction with folks who are unvaccinated, let's say you're a parent like me who has young children at home 
people are not vaccinated. That's a circumstance where being extra cautious and wearing that mask, uh, even if you are fully vaccinated, uh, wearing, wearing it out, outside when you're in indoor public locations is an extra step to protecting those at home. Wearing it outside when you're in indoor public, what? But you know, vaccinated He's an idiot. parents. We're, we're talking about the dumbest human beings known to the planet. That's who we're talking about that is in any place of leadership in our government. The dumbest human beings on the planet. That's who we have in leadership positions. Ignorant, stupid people. Evil, stupid people. Yeah. Yeah, no, <sighs> it's wear masks indoors around your children because your children might have it. You're vaccinated, but your kids might have it. Oh, stop making sense, please. Will you please, will you please stop making sense? Well, no. Well, that's what they're, that's what they're saying. Yeah. It makes I know, no sense. I'm just saying, just stop making sense. Just stop, stop being. Wear it indoors. I mean, <laughs> and you know that these these mi- these migrants are just going to take the mask off as soon as they get on the next bus. Why wouldn't you? I, <laughs> we know it doesn't you? work. <laughs> Why wouldn't oh. you? I mean, all those masks on the box say this mask does not protect you from the spread of COVID nineteen. They had that disclaimer on it. That's why. I mean, it's not technically like medical equipment. <laughs> I mean, they all say it. This will not protect you. But no, wear a mask inside so that your kid grows up not seeing their own parents' face. That makes a whole lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. So we have another clip that I want to play because this is from Biden. And, and I, I want you to notice that none of these illegal aliens, none of these illegal aliens are getting forced to take the vaccine. None of them. Government says they have a surplus, right? They have a surplus of vaccines. Um, interestingly enough, the CDC just announced yesterday that they're going to extend the shelf life of the J&J vaccine. Of course Usually you don't just get to do that when there's a shelf life. You don't just get to just decide that it can last longer. But they have so many vaccines. Notice that they're not vaccinating these people. Notice that they're not forcing these people to get vaccinated. no. Joe Biden is interested in whether he can force Americans to get vaccinated. Here is him yesterday talking about just that. Let's play cut number three. Um, Push for vaccine mandates in states, private companies, schools. Do you want to see those entities pass vaccine mandates? Well, I'd like to see them continue to move in that direction. And that's why I pointed out. I had asked the Justice Department to determine whether that is they're able to do that legally. And they can. Local communities can do that. Local businesses can do that. It's still a question whether the federal government can mandate the whole country. I don't know. Still a question whether the federal government can mandate the whole country. Talking about mandatory masks, mandatory vaccines. It's still a question. No, that that question was answered. You have the right to privacy. I mean, the amazing thing is all these people are huge proponents of Roe v. Wade. They're huge proponents of Roe v. Wade. And that is an incredibly flawed, evil Supreme Court ruling. But at its core, is a, is, a, is a very common sense idea. They think that abortion is healthier. It is not. That is where it departs from reality. But before they get to that insanity, the basic concept is when you want a medical procedure, it's not the government's job to, to talk to you about it, right? It's not the government's business. Now, again, they say that abortion is health care. It is not. A human, killing a human being can never be health care. Can I ask you a question? But that's the concept. They're ignoring it here. They're ignoring it here completely. Can I, can I ask a question? Why do we call it health care sure. when you go there when you're sick, not healthy? 
<laughs> Sorry, I just had to ask. I don't question. know. I don't know. It's just it's that's just what I mean. We can call it sick care. Um, yeah, I, I it probably be more. Sick care. It's, yeah, it's probably just more optimistic in that they'll make you healthy. I think or, if if you were all, if everyone was going to the sick care ward, I don't think people would be all that excited about going there. I, don't, <laughs> I think that's the point. Uh, okay. All right. I just thought I'd ask that on a Friday. Yeah, our number, this is Open Line Friday still, by the way, 888-441-1121. Anyone who wants to call in, talk about the masks, talk about the vaccines, talk about illegal immigration. Talk about, um, the, talk, talk about the, the new ranch. Sure. So yeah. everyone wanted to know what the, the, the details of it are. We, we're, we're going through the details now to make sure it's right. It is a cooperative, right? So it is a land cooperative. It is not a stock. You get a unit. You, you own a part of it. And what makes it different than a stock is that you use it. Right? So it will make money. It will be profitable. We'll have people there. But you can have the opportunity to use it. Kind of like a timeshare, but it's not a timeshare. It's a cooperative. We're all just coming together and saying, hey, look, we like that over there. And then we can use it as a base to do whatever we want, right? Maybe agriculture. I don't know. And no, no marijuana. Sorry. I'm, I like the worm farm. Someone said we should make it. But a it's worm a cooperative. Farm. So when you when you get into this, you 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 get a vote, right? You get to you get to you know have a say in, in what we do there. Um, it, it is not a you know stock like you just put it on the shelf and say, oh, I just gave this money to it. It's a cooperative. You can use it. You can actually go down there and stay there. Now there'll be days that you can't stay there because someone else is staying there. And there'll be days that it'll be used by people that are paying into it so it can be profitable. But it is not a stock. I want to be really clear. It is not a stock. It is a cooperative. You are, you are literally getting dirt. <laughs> and I did it this way so that, frankly, you have, a, you have a say. I mean, it's 1,126. Actually, it's 731 people that we need left. 731 people. 731. Come on. So if, if 731 of you right now, and it looks like there's about, see, 1,125, 1,225, 1,400. If 1,400 of you went there and said, okay, we're going to do this 1776, it'll cut off at 730, oh, 729 now. I have a little counter. Um, people, then we are golden. We now own a, a piece of Texas. And, I, and, and by the way, I want to do another one. I want to do this one, then buy the one next to it, then buy the one next to it, then buy the one next to it. Pretty soon, we'll own the we'll own the border, right? I mean, this is how you solve a social problem: is that we become a part of the of of the solution, and we make sure they can't kick us off it, they can't buy it from us. We're not for sale, and we can use it, have a little fun, have a a patriot palooza down on the ranch. And yes, it's yeah. a great so hunting place, guys. It's a huge, awesome hunting place. Awesome. And I think once we get this done, it's going to probably take us 60 to 90 days to finish it. Uh, some people are asking for the link. 1776patriotranch.com. I just put it up there. Make sure I got it right. Yep, that's right. Um, but when, once we get there and we get this done, I, I say we just have a party, Max. We go down there, have people get their RVs and tents, and they can use the buildings as well. Probably have to draw straws on who gets the, <laughs> who gets the buildings. There's running water, right? There's running, there's water. running water. Yeah, there's running water. There's, yeah. There's, yeah. there's septic. There's a toilet. There's septic. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Before we start planting Woodstock, you ever you ever watch the, the – before we start planting conservative Woodstock, you ever watch like the uh, behind the scenes about how chaotic Woodstock was? 
They, they ran out of toilets. They ran out of everything. Like people almost died from dehydration because they didn't have any water. Um, <laughs> before we start packing the place with RVs, just got to make sure that we have basic amenities. Um, so we do have Dave, the Border Patrol agent, former Border Patrol agent, on the line, wants to talk about what we were just talking about. Um, Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, Max. Joe, I can use my real name now. It's Todd. Okay. Todd! It's Todd. Okay. I knew it was it's Todd. Todd but... Good. Hey, what's up, brother? Because you are no longer you're no longer with Border Patrol, correct? No, no, no. I'm uh, I am Citizen Todd now. So. Citizen Todd sounds a little bit more intimidating. You like that? It's like Citizen Kane. Todd, I like it. Yeah. Right, right, right. I like that. No, yeah, uh, yeah. Free, free, free and clear. Don't know, don't know, go, uh, Uncle Sam anything anymore. So, um, so I caught most of. Well, I think most of what you were saying, Max, and totally true. Uh, I was curious where you got the hundred thousand a month number because that's a number that that sure. I constructed sure. on my own. Although neither DHS nor vis-a-vis uh, CBP ever copped to those numbers. It was, you know, they were always 7,000, sure. 8,000 yeah. or something like that. And, and, and I, know, I know how we play games with those numbers. Okay, sure. Border Patrol didn't release 100,000 people last month. Border Patrol probably released something less than 10,000. All the rest of them we gave to HHS and HHS then yeah. released. So it, yeah. it's just it's a shell game with who actually opened the cage and let them out. Well, it's HHS, the vast number, the vast majority of that mm-hmm. number. But yeah, it's right. It, we're up to about a hundred thousand now. Um, I mean, I watch those numbers, you know, go daily from five thousand to fifty-five hundred to six thousand a day, and. Uh, I'll bet you anything. Uh, well, we're almost done with July now. It will we'll be over. It'll be over two hundred thousand oh. yeah. uh, encountered this, yeah. this month. And it's, let, let's let's work that number a little bit. Whether it's a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand that we're reporting that we apprehended, but we can't say we're really not saying apprehended because Title Forty Two we're technically not calling yeah. those apprehensions. Those are the expulsions. Those are, so we're just encounters. These yeah. are people that we actually detained. We detained. Let's go July. Let's say 200,000 we detained in July. Um, that doesn't account for the people that we're not encountering, that we're not yeah, detaining, that got away. Fine. And those, yeah. those are those were about four months ago, man. Those were like 1,500 a day, a day. Wow. So let, let's you know chew on that for a minute. Um, yeah. So the way I got the to that 100,000 number, the way I got to that 100,000 number. Um, 182,000 illegal aliens apprehended in June. Um, there was, yeah. a, there was a, about a hundred thousand, give or take, that got immediately, they, they claim they got deported under title 42. Um, the rest have been brought into the whole, uh, like asylum system, yeah. all that. Right. Um, so they would yeah, have, yeah. some of them, some of them would have been ap- probably detained, but the majority of them would have been put under catch and release, um, so you, you get that number plus the illegal aliens that we don't have, and you just get a nice round number, probably somewhere in the 100,000 range. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it, so it's, it's crazy. The, yeah, I worked them uh, by our, the daily numbers that I would see. You know, so let's say there were you know, 6,000, and then I, I looked at where you know, Title Eight and Title 42, and that number, the, the split between Title Eight and Title 42 was – always hovered around 50%, you know, plus or minus yeah. on, on any given day. But I just said, oh, you know what? Yeah. Good enough for government work. 
you know, yeah, June was, was June was 54 percent roughly um, were title were those different titles. Yeah. So t Title Eight are the ones that we keep. Title Forty Two are the t ones yeah. that we expel. Title Forty Two, about forty uh, fifty four percent. It was about forty six percent weren't okay. immediately ex ex expelled. No, no, we, we they got released just whether yeah. it was a matter of hours or a matter of days, and depending yeah. on who owned their 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 release, whether it was DHS or, or HHS, you know, in the in the end, it all tastes the same, right? Because they got released. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. who who did it, but there you go. So, are, yeah, are you watching? Really are you are you watching? Are you able to watch the video? Or are you just calling in right now? Um, I no, I can. Yeah, here, let me. Okay. Well, just turn the volume down. I want to ask you about this. If we go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. I want to ask you about this because these videos are are going around. Put up my screen, Josh. These videos are going around, and we'll just play them on loop because there's a little bit of delay to give you a chance to see it. These migrants, okay. many of them, not from Central America, right? But they right. seem to just be walking through a gate. And that does not appear yeah. to me to be a port of entry. Usually the port of entry seem to be a little bit more yeah. built up than that. That looks like one of the gates that are mandated to be in there for like emergency purposes. I want to get your take on it. Yeah, so that doesn't to me look like a port of entry. It looks like they're just opening up one of the yeah. other gates. No, it's not a port of entry. Border Patrol does not work port of entries, ports of entry. Uh, we, we, uh, we're between. So that's the secondary fence. Um, and I know this is in Texas. And unfortunately, I'm not real intimate with, you know, Texas, South Texas down there. Yeah, I yeah. know that secondary fence in a couple places is anywhere from, you know, a few hundred yards to, you know, yeah, a mile it's plus a little bit in the actual border. But yeah, those that's those are just gates that we operate to get our vehicles mm -hmm. through closer to the, uh, you know, the 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 real deal border. Yeah. In Arizona, it's easier to see, and California too, because it's a uh, we, we're not dealing with the river it's, there. It's just a surveyed line. Yeah, and there's a secondary it's literally fence right on the, the secondary border, fences. Yeah. Right, yeah, and then you get the the old school fence, which is you know maybe anywhere from <laughs> sheet metal you know stuff, ten yeah. feet to ten yards north of the north of the line. But yeah, those those we put up since I was in. I, I mean, I watched those get built in various places throughout my you know twenty four years. So gotcha. Yeah, that's all. So those are so so yeah. So those are people that were appre likely apprehended, and it's a strange. It looks like there's a college yes. student in there. That's a little weird. Um, yeah, no, those, those are people who are apprehended on American soil on the other side. Now they're bringing them through into the actual interior. Well, yes, yeah. So understand that between that fence, somewhere south of there or east of there, depending on what part of the, the river they're mm -hmm. on, is the actual border. So they, they've been yeah. on U.S. soil for, for quite a while before they got to that, that fence, depending on you know exactly where we're looking at here. Gotcha. But yeah, that's it. And then we're we're welcoming them in. Um, we'll uh, we'll process them as much as we can uh, under Title Eight in this in this scenario. And uh, I know some of those stations, because of uh, uh, court rulings, a lot of civil litigation against us, we can only have them. There's a there's an expiration date for how long we can keep them. Yeah. And if we get up to that number. You know, if you got a hundred people that you need to process, and you're about ready to bust a, a court-ordered suspense, we're not even giving them notices yeah. to appear. We're just handing them a, a piece of paper, said, you know, processed by, you know, 
USDHS and uh, and kicking them out the door, either delivering them to HHS or in a lot of cases in McAllen, Brownsville, uh, we're just driving them to a bus station and, and dropping them off. So the ones that we're dropping off at the bus station, we, the guys in green, dropping them off, those are the ones that, you know, CBP released. But the other, you know, 90,000 yeah. were we gave it to HHS and then they released them. Yeah. So we're only title 42 only applies to single adults who don't have kids. Yeah. Understand that if you, if you yeah. come with a kid or you are a kid, you're not, it's title eight and you're getting released into the interior. So we're, we're talking with Todd, the former, former border patrol agent, um, AKA Dave. AKA formerly known <laughs> as Dave. The border, so we'll just give you a title hey. like Prince. The agent hey. formerly known as as Dave. Hey, right, Todd. Right, right. Todd, tell everyone. Yes, sir. Tell everyone. Tell what organiz What organization are you a member of? Oh, FEC. Yeah. FEC United, not the Federal Election Commission, but yeah. FEC United. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. The 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 El Paso County version, the Pikes Peak chapter. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nice. And he serves so the before, leadership. Before we let you go, Todd, one final question. Where is the the breaking point? 188,000 uh, encountered in June, somewhere likely between 200 and 250,000 in July. Probably, Probably going to yeah. be more than that in August because it doesn't look like it's it's going down the last week. What's the breaking yeah. point? At what point? At what point is the Biden administration no longer able to say there's nothing to see here? What's the, what's that number where it just taxes everything so much it's impossible to hide? Well, but everybody can see this. This is this is out in the open. Nobody's hiding this. It's just a matter of, of cameras going down there and showing it, and uh, whichever outlet is willing to, act, to to let the American people see this. A breaking point? I don't know. That that begs an academic discussion, doesn't it? What are we talking yeah. about? Broken. Uh, from my perspective as a law enforcement officer, uh, concerned with uh, securing the homeland, our sovereignty, border security, that broke a long effing time ago. Yeah. Uh, it's broken. No one's enforcing a damn thing out there anymore. There is no border security. Don't fool yourself. There's not. I, do, I know you guys accept that, but, you know, for, yeah. for John and Mary Q. Public America, you, there is no border security anymore. We have no sovereignty. Uh, it's when does it break? It it doesn't break. I guess when Wyoming has as many uh, congressional representatives as California, because the population has grown so much, and we have to keep resettling people into places that yeah. are that are wide open. Uh, this is displacing the current population. This is changing the demographics, don't you think? A little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean. It's it, the the real the real Americans, regardless of what flavor you call yourself, hyphenated version. We're a little harder to control when we start losing our freedoms. You know what? Populations are really easy to control. Who will get in line? People that never lived here before and they don't know what they're doing. This is I'm not not to malign anybody, but this is a much more easily controlled, docile population that came here and they don't know anything, they don't speak the language, they've never been here, and they're going to rely on our government and our government systems to, to maintain themselves here, to live, to have a family. And yeah. that's a lot easier to tell them to go this way, go that way, do this, do that, put a mask on, take that shot. They're all going to nod their head and go, yeah, well, 
we we're 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 foreigners, so we got to do what we got to do. When in Rome, act like Romans, but they don't really know what Romans are supposed to act like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I really do, and I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad you were able to get out of Border Patrol before it got any worse. Just want to give everyone before um, and th and thank you so much, Todd, for, for the call. Yeah, really do appreciate it. Sure, sure. And, and I'm glad sure. we don't have to call you Dave anymore. <laughs> yeah. so, th so thank you so much for calling. Bye, in. Dave. Uh, appreciate it. Just want to let everyone. <laughs> just want to give everyone a perspective. 188,000 illegal aliens encountered by Border Patrol in June, right? About 100,000 of them were immediately expelled from the country um, under uh, Title 42. I want to show you what that remaining 80 some odd thousand would look like. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is MetLife Stadium where the Jets and the Giants play. That has a capacity of about 82, 83,000 people. So in one month, U.S. Border Patrol has released into the interior roughly enough illegal aliens to put a butt in every single one of those seats. So you think about the traffic. If you've ever driven past an NFL stadium and you know the traffic when that stadium gets out, what it's like just to add that many cars onto the roads. That's what happened last month. It didn't, they didn't all go to one place, but they're going all across the country. And speaking of traffic, you never know when an emergency might strike. You never know when the traffic is going to stop you from getting to a hospital by ambulance and you'll probably need to be airlifted. That's a very expensive proposition, which is why we're proud to be sponsored by Air Med Care Network, Air Med Care Network, the premier plan to cover you and your household should any of you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital for a medical emergency. We don't get to all choose where disasters strike. And as I said, you don't need to be out in the wilderness to get airlifted. A lot of people get airlifted from suburban areas just because the traffic would stop them from getting to the hospital in time. And it costs upwards of 50 grand in some cases to be airlifted. Helicopters aren't cheap. and Your insurance will not cover it. But if you join up with AirMedCare Network for just $85 for one year, your entire household will be covered should any of you need to go to the hospital and be flown there by a helicopter. AMCN providers fly over 100,000 patients a year. And as long as you're a member, you won't pay one cent for that flight. So go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. You know, it's crazy. The MetLife Stadium, Joe, where the Jets and Giants play, that is how many illegal aliens were released last month. Not even this month. It's more this month, June. But we have a Delta variant problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we, we're, we're having conversations about what's really happening. And you have to look at it and go, where's the common sense? Where, where, where is the correlation? Why are they not seeing it? Why can we see it? Why do millions of Americans see it? Tens of millions, hundreds of millions. And yet these clowns in government can't see it. Why? Why is it, why is it possible? Ah. Uh -huh. I don't know. MetLife Stadium, that is the biggest NFL stadium by capacity. There are no stadiums bigger. I guess you could hold more if you put them on the field for like a concert. And but both teams, yeah. you haven't seen a bigger loser in the last yeah, five true. years than uh, those yeah. two teams combined. It's true. And, and I, grew up, <laughs> I grew up a Jets fan, so it is absolutely true. Um, so n we know this is June, July. There is not a stadium bigger for me to show you what more than 83,000 people looks like.
we have to start getting into like European soccer stadiums, which that are insanely big, right? We're gonna have to start talking music festivals to show you what it actually looks like for that many people to be in one area at once. This is this is an invasion. To call it anything less, less is it, it just fails to meet the mark. So, Joe, I know you're not going to be on for the second hour, correct? Yeah. So I was going to have Tig come in on the second hour and sit with you, and he he can be my your, okay your uh, counterpart. We can do that. Hey, Tig. We can do that. Get, get we can do here. that. Um, <clears throat> Lawman get, says, get "Sorry, Max. I feel your That's pain." Dolphins said. fan here. That's um, yes. This is a family I, I, show. I, I, I understand your pain, Lawman, um, <laughs> but I still do hate the Dolphins. <laughs> so sorry. Um, so if, if we can get Tig in here, before we go, I want to get your impression on something. We have breaking news out of the White House. Well, that, that just happens when I kind of move forward and back. The tint. Um, see there, I get light colored. Let's sit back here. Get oh, shift yeah, to a lighter color. Yeah. yeah, see, and I, I move here and it gets a little redder. Um, it's, it's the lighting. But uh, I want to get Tig's take on this, too, as we go into the second hour. Breaking news from the White House. Joe Biden seems to have eaten a booger. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh. So he, he, he was at an event, and he had something dangling on his chin, and his chinny-chin-chin. Someone gave him a note, likely that he had something dangling on his chinny-chin-chin. And according to all the titles, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. He then picked it off his chinny chin chin and ate it. Let me see it. Are we, are we going to wait for capacity is through the partnership that we have, the federal and state government, um, along with local governments. Uh, this, on your this issue is ongoing each year, as we have discussed. It gets worse. It affects real people. <laughs> um, everything from, from children who are... Bre- he ate it. He ate it. Oh, my God. The president just ate a booger. <laughs> He ate something. Well, he is trash. He ate something. So. Hold on, I'm playing this over the top of again with no audio. We got you, you got to break this down again. We got to break no it down. audio. All right, so here we go. The president of the United States has something on the chin, chin, chin. Here comes the note, Mr. President. There is something on your chin. Unbeknownst to him, he grabs it, looks at it briefly, and then eats it. How is that COVID sanitary? <laughs> I think I'm going to throw up. This is a family show. So I, I want everybody to know that um, I will be I will be down at the ranch on Wednesday. So I will be down at the ranch in Texas on Wednesday. So we will be. I bring the go bag. Bring the go bag of all the camera stuff. I will bring the go bag. I will be live. It will be live on the ranch. They have internet, so I've been told that they have internet. But they will be live on the ranch. I will be live on the ranch on Wednesday. So everybody get ready for it. Live on the ranch on Wednesday. One last thing before we cut to the second hour. I want to get your take on this, Joe. Who wore it better? Go to my screen. Is it Dr. Jill Biden or is it Hunter Biden's crack couch? Who wore the pattern better? Oh my God! Is it Jill Biden? You just now saw that. I just or now is saw it Hunter Biden's I looked crack up couch. and I was like, Ah! Don't worry, don't worry. His twig and berries were were blocked out. This is a family show. Is that the computer that was dropped off All at right. one of the facilities? Mm-hmm. I don't. Who wore it better? 
Listen, same I wanna, pattern. Who wore it better? I'm not telling you who wore it better. I'm Got not an answer. Lo- I can't look at it again. I'm not looking at it. I'm, I'm out. It's a couch. I'm not, I'm not the looking at it. The couch wore it better. Go ahead and put this uh, one that I just put up on on the thing. Here, get in here. You got to take over. <laughs> Hold on, we get in, right, in the get comment section. Squared away. Joe, Joe won't answer. I want to know in the comment section which one wore it better. I think they both do a very good job uh, with the floral print. I think that the couch should get a little uh, bit more honorable it? mentions because yeah, the couch it. had Hunter Biden's naked ass sitting on it. All right. So I think the couch should win just for hardship points. So before I go, I don't want to talk about that. I, that was absolutely disgusting. And you know what? I'm going to have nightmares about. You know you loved that. it. Oh, my gosh. All right. You know you Okay, you it. Democrat. You know you were just. I, I, I had to block uh, out the, the twig and berry. So he was actually don't, don't drooling talk to just me about not bit. looking at it. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Ready? Don't you eat that. Oh, Joe. Also, no. Uh, <laughs> let's just remember that everything on the laptop is fake. So that was obviously faked. Hunter Biden naked on a couch with crack was fake. That was obviously faked. I think he Not was me. on his mom's couch. Yeah, he probably was. And, and, it was, on, it was, they, a, it was the casting little, couch they, they at the mom's a, house. Oh, stop. Shh. Come what? on now. Don't it's do family that. It's family show. It's family show. Family show. All right, so I have an yeah, article sure. that I want everybody to go by. When I say that we're in a state of lawlessness and that, that our country is illegitimate at this point and we are run by a bunch of activists and leftists that have infiltrated our government and we have to push and prod those people that are in positions of authority to stand up and say, look, th- these people right here, they got to go. Th- these are all communists. They got to get out of our government. Go ahead and put up that article. So this is a uh, video from a guy that served 23 years of a 35-year sentence for selling crack cocaine. Well, that's right? well, that's because he was selling it, not smoking it. But hold on a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, I, it, <laughs> just go. I, I don't even know what to say right now. I, I feel like you're. you're well, well, that's what that's what their argument's going to be is that he wasn't he was selling it and not smoking it. Oh, so that's that makes a difference. Totally yeah, different. Difference. Totally different. But Joe Biden's son had been using drugs since his first arrest in his teen and never went to any time. Never did any time. Yeah. So let, let me just throw a little truth bomb on you before I before I leave. And. And, and this, this is going to be something you guys are going to have to stew on for the weekend. Some of you might even get mad at me for saying this. I had a conversation with Corey yesterday. And Corey um, is black, has five kids. He's an amazing individual. He's married, has been for the last 16 years. Um, he, has been, uh, he has known his wife since uh, middle school. He has been dating her since uh, high school sweethearts, second year, since his sophomore year. An amazing, amazing man. So we started talking about what police brutality really is and what statistics are, because I wanted to have a conversation with him. I wanted to five kids. He's getting ready to have a sixth child. And, uh, but he's, an ama- he's amazing. First of all, he says, I'm conservative, and he is a Christian. Um, but we sat down and talked about truth, what truth is. And a couple days ago, I think it was the 27th, there was a video that went around that uh, – of a man named, uh, his, his name was Vincent. His last name was Vincent. And he was beaten by a police officer, unarmed, beaten by a police officer in Aurora, Colorado, with a gun. As in, they, they roll up on him. They, they said that he had an active warrant. He kept saying, I don't have an active warrant. And I watched the video. And so I actually brought 
I, I brought Corey and I said, like, I want you to watch this. And we both came to the same conclusion that there's no way you could look at that video and not say it's not police brutality. And we started talking about things that I faced when I was a kid, when we would scream 5-0 and everyone would run. And we, you were subject to beatings, you were subject to being arrested. You didn't know why you were arrested. Um, you, didn't even, you didn't actually even know that you could be safe around police officers. And I told him, I was like, look, I still to this day get angst when I, a police officer pulls up behind me. I still to this day. Now, I, I back the blue in my community. Now, if you ask me if I back the blue in Denver or Aurora, um, how, how can I? And then this is where, this is where you know, you're going to have, you're going to have some things that you're going to go, well, Joe, do you or don't you? Well, I back it in my community because in my community, they don't beat people. In my community, they're not, they're not racist. They're not targeting people regardless of color. They're not committing police brutality because their leadership is not Democrats. See, up and down the aisle, if you look at the Denver's and the L.A.'s and the Detroit's and all these other places, and we'll leave Detroit out for a minute, but in most places, they are run by Democrats who are passing down this ethos and this culture to their police departments and allowing it to happen. And they're also some of the strongest unions that are out there. And so when you have Antifa that are out there burning stuff and doing all of these things and, and propping up a criminal as a poster child for police brutality, and, and we talked about this before, we ignore and we don't give credit to those areas that are truly problems because it creates chaos. Now, all police officers are bad. Well, all police officers aren't bad. All Democrat-run cities with police groups, a vast majority of those police departments have an ethos that lets bad cops get away with stuff. And so the reason why I'm saying this is because everything is not so cut and dry, but it is. In other words, there are things, there are unlikely alliances that we have with people that are left-leaning. And I think one of the things that those left-leaning people are, the classical liberals, or even people that say, I'm not political at all, but here's what I believe in. We actually do believe much of the same things. We don't like police brutality, but we know where it occurs. And it's not in Smallville or it's not in a conservative community. That's not where it exists. It exists in areas that are run by these leftist radicals. Yet we say nothing about it. New York City, L.A., I mean, Modesto, it's spreading like a cancer. And the reason why it's spreading, the reason why these things are, have been going on and going on for years is because Democrats have a plan to destroy everything that they touch. They have a plan to destroy education. They have a plan to destroy uh, faith, take God out of the community, destroy families, a nuclear family and put men in prison, build a school to prison pipeline. They have a plan and we fall right into it. But we don't decide to stand up for things that, frankly, should bring us all together on the road. We let organizations like BLM and Antifa mule us into ideas that, sure, nobody is for fascism because they're the fascists. It's like telling you that, hey, look over there. There's a deer right down the hill. You can go kill it and, and feed your family while the deer is standing right behind them. It's constant misdirection. And so as, you, as we go through the, the things that we believe, that we believe as people, as Americans, fundamentally, I believe we're at war right now, but we're at war with a small group with a magnifying glass that's making themselves look bigger. They're using things like mockingbird media and technology to make their voice seem bigger, but they're not that big. And so I'm going to leave this to you for this weekend. I want you to make a decision. Make a decision on whether or not you stand up. Make a decision on whether or not you, get, you become involved in something. Man, I, I did the ranch. Why? 
I don't need something to do, and I certainly don't need to be connected to 1,125 people. Actually, less because I have four things. So let's say 1,000 people, if, if people buy. I don't need to be connected to that many people, but I want to be. I want to build a, a community. I want to build a place where we can come together and do things together to solve problems at the core and be able to defend our nation without caring about what the sacrifices are or what the consequences are. We'll deal with it because we're Americans, because we have courage. But we have to start standing on fundamental beliefs that, man, we always, we let them do this. We let them prop up a criminal and then we find the flaws to that individual rather than saying, look, we know the problem, but the problem's in your backyard. <coughs> the problem is with Democrats. The problem is with the radical left. The problem isn't with conservative communities. There's no conservatives in sight where you have high homelessness and drug addicts and people shooting up in the streets and pooping on people's doorsteps. That's not in conservative communities. That's in liberal havens. You told me I could do that. Yeah, I, and you probably would, too. Well, it was, I left you a present. You didn't get it? Yeah. <laughs> did you? On my doorstep? Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, I just I just want to say that um, I, I just want I just want you to know that we're, we're, we're you got to make a decision. You got you got to get on, get off the fence. You're either on this side of the fence or you're not on this side of the fence. You're over. You're with them. You're the, you're with us or with them. You're, you're, you're either an American or you're not. This is fundamentally not about being a Republican or a Democrat because the Republicans are they're compromised. They're just as bad as the Democrats. They stand for greed, power, and their way. Not the American way, but their way. And so just make a decision. Do you want it or not? Do you, do you want America to be saved or not? Do you want your kids to get an education or do you want them to get indoctrinated? You pick. You want them to be trained up so they can be their mules and have equity and destroy all races, not just one race. It's not about white people being bad. It's about they don't care about any of us. It's, it's black people that are running these cities, by the way, that are persecuting their own black people that are allowing them to get shot in the streets, that are taking away the ability for anyone in their environment to own a gun while saying the criminals can have open season as if it's hunting season on just average everyday Americans. We are no different. We are no different in this country, whether you're black, white, green, yellow, purple, gay, straight, nobody cares. Nobody cares who you are. They just care fundamentally on whether or not you have character. Have that. And if you're going to donate. What? Oh, and if you're going to donate to their party, they care about that. Yeah, don't donate to the party. Don't give anything to the Republicans and don't give anything to the Democrats. Don't give any oh, – you better not give anything to the Democrats, right? And, and do not be a part of the Chamber of Commerce. Don't. Join FEC United. Have your business become a part of that, right? Join FEC United. Join a UADF. And if you want to stand up and you want to, you know, you want to protect your community, I, I, I've given up on saying that when they say, oh, you're a, you're, you run a militia. I've given up on it. I look at it and I go, well, how fundamentally is building a group of people in your community that wants to stand up for it? How is that bad? And if it's bad, then what is good? And we start looking at the opposite, running away from who we are. I'm going to own it. If you come to my house, you go to my friend's house, you go to my neighbor's house, you come into my neighborhood and do something, man, I'm going to get together with all of my neighbors. I'm going to get together with everyone at UADF, right? And we're going to break your back. That's going to happen. And you know what? Then you can call us whatever you want at that point when you're getting the Air Care Med Network. Air, Air Med Care Network. Because you're going to need it. Yeah, well, plus anybody that calls a, a UADF or even Proud Boys or anybody like that a militia, they're ignorant of what actually a militia is. Because in that case, then every security company is militia. The uh, Guardian Angels is militia. Again, it just because just we carry guns to protect ourselves and wear body armor and helmets 
to protect ourselves doesn't make us a militia. We're just a group of people that are, again, like Joe was saying, that are standing up and protecting each other in the community from people who have guns, who have helmets, who have body armor, and are trying to kill you and attack you. And they showed it across 2020, and they're still doing it to this day. I mean, what, they just attacked a, an off-duty firefighter, you know, walking his freaking dog. So, again. Yeah. So we are we are way over <laughs> the first hour. So we have to break. Otherwise, no one's going to download the first hour because it's going to be an hour and a half. Oh, and I can um, stay on for a little bit longer, by the way. So I'll stay on with you. Okay. Oh, God. So so we're going to come back. Awesome. And just to remind everyone, this is the Conservative Daily Podcast. You can also join Conservative Daily. Link is in the description to join our email newsletter and participate in our campaigns. We're going to be hey, back hey. on the other side of this quick break. Don't go anywhere. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call-to-action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 